Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 10, uh, which starts with the continuation of the line that left off last week with, by the world of the big folk, and ends with the line, uh, all hobbits, all hobbits share, share a love, love of things, things that, that grow. grow. And we get our first glimpse of Sam. We get our first member of the fellowship that we see in the extended cut of the movie mm-hmm. is Sean Astin, Sam Gamgee. Yeah. And he looks so happy with he himself. So He's cute. gardening. He's so cute. He is. He's adorable. Oh my God. Um, and as Sean Astin points out, uh, a- actually watching the cast commentary about two minutes before this, he mentions that there was a shot of Sam gardening that got cut out of the theatrical version of the film. And he's just like, oh, I really hope it's back in here. I, <laughs> I really hope it's here because we never see Sam gardening in the theatrical cut of the movies. So this is the only time we see Sam gardening um, is here in the extended cut during mm-hmm. Concerning Hobbits. Um, and there's a lot of that. I love the the whole monologue that's over this. This scene is so wonderful. It's just like the, the, what begins with concerning hobbits and continues here is just so great. And Bilbo even like stops and laughs to himself for a little bit. Right. Because he <laughs> he's being a little hard, hard on himself. Well, not himself, but like his, his people. Yeah. Uh, he's being a, he's being a little, little uh, critical of hobbits. He says, um, you know, uh, by the, be, to be ignored and be ignored by the, by the world of the big folk because Middle Earth is a, is full of strange creatures beyond count. And then hobbits aren't counted among renowned warriors, nor counted among the very wise. And when he says that, we get that wonderful shot of the guy, like, digging in his ear like he's trying to pull his brain out. Which apparently was one of the lighting technicians. Yeah. Um, I have no idea who. It seems to be almost impossible to figure it out. In the cast commentary, they're like, oh, it's the lighting guy. Billy Boyd's just like, oh, it's the lighting guy. Yeah. And I... The lighting guy, man. The lighting guy. Good hobbit. Just, just digging in his ear. <laughs> That's so gross. I've always thought that moment is really nasty. <laughs> and I know it's Because then he, like, looks at the end I know, of the Because I know it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, like, I know, like, a bunch of people do that when they're not in public. But it's weird seeing it on the big screen, I guess. Um, no, he, he really just, like, makes fun of, like, everything that hobbits do. It's like... It's joked that the only thing hobbits really love is food, and we get the shot of, like, the woman holding the flowers out to kiss the guy, right. and the cupcakes go by, and he's just like, no, I'll have me one of those instead. Right. I think that's really funny. And then he talks about how they love to brew ale and mm. smoke pipe weed. You know what? Hobbits are my people, really. Right? Like, you know, they're, like, so chill. Yeah. They eat... They eat like like eight meals a day. Yeah, all they, they want to do is be left alone. They want to read. They want to farm. They want to smoke and drink and party. Heck yeah! Like, and on uh, a thing that I I don't a thing that I don't think comes up in these movies is like um, I guess I I, I guess I should talk about um, Hobbit gift giving traditions when we get to the birthday party. Yeah, um, because it's something that's not talked about in the movie. Um, but I I love this this whole sequence. It's so it makes me smile. <laughs> I, I feel like that probably comes through in my voice. Yeah. That I'm 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 smiling. I I love this. <laughs> I love hobbits. Hobbits are so cool. Um we get to hear Bilbo shouting for Frodo. We hear Frodo's name for the first time here. Yeah. So Frodo, Frodo, get the door. I think it's interesting that in this extended cut we see Sam before we see Frodo. Yeah, even though we hear Frodo's name first. Right. Um but it's a, you know, it's different. 
it's one thing to say someone's name it's another thing to see their face yeah um and like we yeah we don't have a, a name for sam but no. you know we all know it's sam yeah um and I don't know. And even the way the camera kind of sh- like kind of slowly zooms in on him, you realize that Oh, this guy's going to be important. Probably. Yeah, he's going to come back. Um I mean, we do see a lot of these hobbits again actually. Yeah. Um in little bits. But I like the like the symbolism of seeing Sam before you see Frodo because yeah. you know, Sam is like he's his rock. Yeah. He's like I don't know. Sam's important. Sam's really important. Sam's my favorite. My favorite's Pippin. We'll meet Pippin later. Yes. I love Pippin. Uh, one half of the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of this story. How dare you? You know, at least that's I can tell are. them apart. I can tell them apart. Everyone can tell them apart. I know, but that's like what they are. No, They're like I the know. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the story. They're mostly there for comic relief, but then they get their own stories and places to shine down the line. I love Pippin so much. I'm kind of sad he's not in this prologue. Fool of a Took. I love him. Well, because they haven't arrived in Hobbiton yet. That's true. They're they're not there for the birthday party yet, um, because I I feel like a lot of people and myself included sometimes like they we confuse Hobbiton with the Shire. Yeah, but like there's much more to the Shire. There there's dwarves in the Shire on its western edge. Yeah, there's um, a in the Blue Mountains. Mm. But I more name dropping. I feel like I don't know because Hobbiton is so synonymous with the Shire. I think that it's yeah. just kind of exchanged. Yeah. The Shire is a very big place, as we get to see mm-hmm. on that map, because it goes from uh, just to the west of the Great Forest. Of uh, 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 right? No, no. Uh, the, the Great Forest is the forest where Tom Bombadil is. It's right. Oh yeah, yeah, It's yeah. it's just before Does it have green. A name? It's just I think it's just called the Old Forest. Interesting. Um, it probably has a proper name, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it's ever used in the book. It's um, prob- it probably does. Um, because the very, the first section of the story is a lot more like the Hobbit than the rest of the story is Mm -hmm. in that it's, you know, it's just some Hobbits going through some troubles and then they, they run into their buddy Tom Bombadil and all of that. Um, so a lot of stuff is not as defined as much in the first part of the story as it becomes down the line in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure it has a proper name. I just don't think it's, you're ever told it. Initially, I guess in, it is just the old forest. I just look at um, yeah, yeah, it's the old forest. The old forest. Huh. Um, so and so the shires from the western edge of the old forest, all the way to the coast, and north of Rohan, all the way to another mountain range in the north. It's very. It's the shire is as big as like the realm of Rohan or the mm-hmm. realm of Mordor. It's a big place. He mentions like there's. Four far things. Yeah, four far things. Yeah. Um, which I guess are like, like the regions. Yeah. Regions. Yeah, the, the north, east, south, and west. Mm, okay. uh, the best pipe wheat comes from the south part. <laughs> is that where Hobbiton is? Uh, Hobbiton's like right in the middle of the Shire. Okay. Almost. Uh, I can't remember what farthing it's technically a part of, but it's mm. like right in the middle of the Shire, practically. Mm. Um, it's like the biggest town in the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> One of them. Okay. Um, it's weird how like how insular the hobbits and hobbits are. Like they're very <laughs> stay away. They're very like very isolationist. Yes. Uh, well, hobbits are in general. Well, I feel like the ones in the edges, like the brandy bucks and the tooks, they're a little more. Yeah. And you know, it's something that doesn't flexible. come up. 
something that doesn't come up a lot in Lord of the Rings, but like is established in The Hobbit, mm. is the idea that a lot of people from places outside the Shire don't even know Hobbits exist. Which is bizarre, because it's like right there. Like a lot of a lot of people from like beyond Bree don't even know Hobbits exist. Or a lot of people from any further south than Rohan don't know Hobbits exist. Hmm. Like it's something that they meant that they talk kind of talk about in The Hobbit. Because the people of Lake Town don't even know Hobbits exist. Right. Because Lake Town is like way the heck on the other it's side. It's half of the map. a world away. Yeah. <laughs> and it's something that like never comes up in this story. Yeah, I mean, it kind of does because they're just like, oh, you know, like a hobbit is the ring bearer, the how novel, you know, but I don't know. It's so weird that I guess, I guess because we're, we're coming from like a modern perspective, but like, yeah. um, like I believe it's Alan Lee in the, or, um, John Howe, John Howe, his name always escapes me. It's one of the two very soft-spoken. Um, they sound art. so similar. They do. One of them has a more pronounced accent than the other. Um, but they talk about no, it is Alan Lee. Um, he he's talking about the, for lack of a better term, the aesthetic of Hobbiton. Like it's very 18th century yeah. uh, country. We you know like yeah, the, like 18th century Middle England, right? Because um, um, he talks about how he's with his drawings and like the 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 art that he did even before the movie um talk because they based a lot of the design in this movie on his art um and he talks about how hobbiton is supposed to evoke this sense of nostalgia which it it does in the book as well for tolkien yes yeah. tolkien's he grew up in a, a smaller place right um and the Hobbiton has a more 18th century aesthetic versus the, like, up to this point, we've seen, like, a more medieval... And everything we're going to see kind looks of, so much older. Right. A, a more medieval sort of feel yeah. uh, for Middle-earth. Um, the uh, the Art Deco like, and the Art Nouveau and all the right. ancient temples. And, like, the, the armor of the men and yeah. just the way that people speak and carry themselves. And... It's kind of weird that these isolationist hobbits are, like, in some ways the most advanced and, like, speak the best. But I don't think, because they don't really, they don't really have a lot of technology. And I think that makes them a little timeless. Yeah. Because they, they're they so in tune with nature and themselves that yeah. they're just kind of off in their own little thing. And it it's kind of cool. Um Again, like the juxtaposition of this potential prologue versus the actual prologue. Yeah. Um, and because, I, well, because what these do as prologues, if you were to separate them, is like the what we get as the prologue is all about the the history of Middle Earth and mm -hmm. showing how dark things once were. Mm -hmm. Whereas if this was the prologue, it sets up what you can lose. Right. And Which, like those are very different. Yeah. Which I think they. In a weird way, it should not work, but they work really well together. Yeah. Um, well, you know, if you do something well, you're allowed to break the rules. Yeah. Um, and it's so charming. It's, it's very charming. It's so, so charming. I, I feel mean, like it did wonders for the tourism industry in right? New Zealand. My friend from high school, actually, I remember uh, when uh, Lord of the Rings kind of craze hit like a peak. Uh, we were in high school 
And my friend had a um, an aunt and uncle that I think owned an inn uh, near the Hobbiton set uh, in New Zealand. So she went uh, for spring break. She went to New Zealand. That's awesome. And she got to, uh, you know, she like helped out at the inn and she got to go look at the Hobbiton um, because to my knowledge, the most of it's still there. Most of it's still there, like the the hills and everything. I don't think the some of the fronts of the buildings and the chimneys and stuff and the the cobblestone yeah. they put down is all still. There. I don't think Bag End is still there. Um, but she, yeah, she. Got, I think it's there again. Oh, is it? Because they put it back huh. to film the Hobbit. the Hobbit, right? But I don't know if like Peter Jackson like kept it. He or... took it back again. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what I want? I want like a like a tiny house. Yeah. Like Bag End. Bag End's not a tiny house. I know. But Bag, Bag End's a big house. I want like Bag End as a tiny house. Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think I like how charming it is and how like we were talking about yesterday how they gave it time to grow. And it's so like it really comes through, yeah. Um, Especially in this minute too, because you get a yeah. lot more greenery and stuff. And uh, and uh, talking about design of Hobbiton, when they first came out to this, this is in the the appendices when they first came out to the set, uh, to the area where they were going to build the set. John Howell and Alan Lee just kind of like walked off onto a hill and oh, sat down God. in sketchbooks, yeah. and sketched out like what would become Hobbiton. I can't even imagine like like having drawn for years and years, like illustrated this magical land then they had so clear in their mind and then finally like like seeing it yeah. in the real world like it must have been mind-blowing because alan lee and john howe like were around through the building of most of the miniatures right. and like for the designing of the armor mm -hmm. like they were just there yeah making sketches and adjustments along the way That's on all so the design cool. Um, because if you've ever seen an illustrated edition of Lord of the Rings, it's probably by one of these two guys. Mm -hmm. um, they've done so much, so much work. Yeah. Um, there's more to talk about. I don't know. I don't think so. I love hobbits. Hobbits are so good. Concerning hobbits, they're awesome. <laughs> Concerning hobbits, we are badass. What up? Um... They get to be. No, they do. They get to be. All four of them. Pippin. Pippin. <laughs> and Perry. Pippin. Um, little, little Peregrine took from Marriott Brandybuck. I think. Man, I can't believe it's like the end of week two already. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. Minute 10. That's a landmark. Yeah. Minute 10. And we get. And we're not done the prologue yet. I know. Oh, my God. This movie. Okay. I think there's one more minute of like narration i have it in my notes somewhere but this movie takes so long to get going yeah it does and and then what do they do they walk i feel like i don't know anyway we'll talk about it we'll talk about it a lot yeah because that's the point ah oh, anyway uh you can uh shoot us an email uh, contact at lordofthingsminute.com. We love getting emails. We love hearing from you guys. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, give us some feedback. Um, we are also on Twitter, LOTR Minute, uh, Tumblr, lotrminute.tumblr.com, and on Facebook. Um, and the bestest, most awesomest thing you can do, uh, you can be a real hobbit.
and give us a five star review on iTunes. Then you'll be an honorary hobbit. Um, <laughs> we uh, on duelinggenre.com, we also have other podcasts, uh, The Doctor's Companion, which I host with Scott and Nick, who also host uh, Back to the Future Minute. Um, and we have our kind of like our crown jewel uh audio drama called geek by night um it's all original writing original music original sounds and it's a lot of fun um so check that out uh if you like what you hear uh we have a support page we're on patreon um we also have a one-time donation button on the site and we have some merch uh which is awesome and uh Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182, and we will join you guys again on Monday. Have and a great weekend. We'll be back with Minute 11. Yeah. Woohoo! Have a good weekend. Yeah.